0: Eight minutes left in the second period. Ottawa up 3-2 on Detroit in the NHL. After the first period, Lightning leading the Penguins 1-0. World Series, game two, middle of the third. Washington and Houston tied 2-2, all the scoring in the first inning of that game. You can text 63630, our phone number is 780-496-0063. Hey, I want to remind you to go to the contest page. On the 630Ched website, one of Canada's most treasured musicians, Alan Doyle, with his latest Cross Canada Tour, rough side out, it comes to the Northern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium Saturday, February 29th, 2020. There is a February 29th next year. The good old leap year. Wow. Froggy Frog. Tickets go on sale this Friday at noon, but you can beat the box office. Head over to the 630Ched contest page now to enter for a chance to win a pair of tickets. Just came up with that all off the top of my head. <laughs> Did you say Froggy Friday? <laughs> no, I said Froggy Frog. It's oh, a, Froggy next Frog. Next year's a leap year. Oh, okay. And uh, for the football game. This Saturday, toys on the turf in support of 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. So if you're going to the game between the Eskimos and their opponent, you can bring a new unwrapped toy for 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. There will be drop-off locations at the entrances to the stadium, and you can also donate cash, but uh, we'd love it if you brought uh, a toy. And this is the uh, unofficial kickoff to our big campaign. So this is great. And, uh, of course, we'll have the countdown to kickoff. Morley and Dave at 3.30. Toys on the Turf, 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. We so many people help, like literally thousands of people help out, deliver, wrapping, or just donating. So if you're able to do that, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. My goodness, somebody has phoned in. Hello, Fred. Hey, hey Reed, how are you? Oh, it's you? Fred. My God, where Reed? have you been? uh well i've been really sick for the last three
2: weeks but besides that i've been doing really good read was going through all my old band posters and this one probably would interest you back in uh, the pyromania world tour in 83 when def leppard came to town they autographed a poster for me and what makes this one extra special is steve clark who's guitar player autographed it also and as we know steve passed away several years ago so just a little Def Leppard uh, memorabilia there, Reed. And I know you kind of like Def Leppard.
0: Well, I, I appreciate that. If we do another video before the Oilers start their playoff run this year, you'll have to show me that. Because you brought <laughs> in your. Replica Stanley Cup, spring of 2017. I'm starting to get a tad
2: nervous.
0: Sorry, you are nervous then or you're nervous now? I'm nervous now. Well, that's okay. You're allowed to be nervous. Well, I know, but uh, everything looked, oh, we're
2: on top of the hill, and everything was looking great, and we're starting to slide down that hill a little bit. And what worries me a little bit about this hockey team, what happens every year with this hockey team, Read, Tell me.
0: Well, they miss the playoffs almost every, every well, year. Well, that's true, but they usually don't start very well. Though let's let's be honest, they you like usually off the start, it's pretty bad.
2: You got that right. But what kills this hockey team is when they go in these four or five game losing streaks.
0: Well, that's the key, man. The, like they're, they, they will have bad runs and they will have losing streaks, but they have to limit them or at least try to get points out of them.
2: Exactly. So,
0: uh, you know, If they win tomorrow, then you say, okay, well, they got shut out twice, but they got three points in three games that weren't very great.
2: Well, the thing, you know what? People say, oh, they banked all these points against these teams that aren't so good. However, the Oilers ended up, what, 24th place last year? Yep. So to say that, you know, we're in the same pile as all these other teams, and to start off the way they did. So
0: Yeah, you've got to beat the other bad teams to prove you're not one of them. So,
2: a, you know, there's some pretty tough games coming up. you got Washington tomorrow. I know there's Colorado what, a couple times. Well, November. look,
0: I can't stop you from being nervous, but my attitude is always bring it on. That's how you find out. That That's how you learn. And I know the Oilers have failed a lot of tests in, in recent years, but I, I say let's ho- like if they if they can't get through it, then then Holland and Tippett have learned something about the team. Fred, well, I gotta go. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Uh, texting six thirty six thirty. I got some Halloween costume suggestions. Now I love this one. It's from Bacon Man, who doesn't text a lot. It's like Bacon Man making a cameo. I love how he just slides in with a text. And you may remember, that Bacon Man has texted a few times. He's not happy with how the CFL schedules its games. He says, for a costume, why don't you go as a CFL schedule? For a family man, it's very scary. Now, that's a clever text and thematic to Bacon Man. So I appreciate that. The pizza delivery driver says, Reed, I think you should go as Bob Stoffer. Nope. And the Fizzler says, Reed, you could put on a troll mask and go as the Fizzler. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty appropriate. But I, I don't really feel like the Fizzler is a, a troll towards uh, inside sports. I, I just feel like he's a humorous contributor. Ah, that's what you call it. I enjoy him. John online, too. My goodness, John, what's going on? Hey, Rita, I think you should go um, as a hero because you are.
4: I mean, I would say a white knight <laughs> or <laughs> some uh, Superman or some of those really good guys because. You are just out there trying to make the world a better place.
0: I really am, John. Thanks for noticing.
4: <laughs> I'm voting because I'm really, really disappointed th- this week that Sean White had to come out and say we've got to fix the penalty problem. Like, that's really not his job. That's the coach's job. And, and I just feel so awful after that last game at home because, you know, uh, 14 penalties for 170 yards and that doesn't count the yardage that was lost when we had the blocking fractions uh, on the punt return and also on our punt return and getting two objectionable contest penalties i just uh, that's another 20 30 40 yards you can tack on so two full football fields due to p- penalties and on the weekend Winnipeg and Calgary played, Winnipeg had five penalties, Calgary had three. That's where we got to get, and I'm just, I'm tired. I, I heard like Dermott say, you know, uh, oh, if they're aggressive, you got to let those penalties go. You can be aggressive, but you don't have to be stupid, and you don't have to take penalties after the play is over. And there are repeat offenders. I mean, Money Hunter is at the top of the list.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> agree. The, the stuff, John, I, I got something else I got to get in here. But uh, the the penalties after the whistle, when you appear to have won a play and then you mouth off or you push somebody and, and give them yardage or basically give them a redo, those those frustrate me a lot. Phil, go ahead. Hey, Reed. Go ahead, man.
5: Hey, um, our Oilers here. Okay, we've uh, in, we've seemed to have, uh, at least at this point, solved our goaltending problems. We're getting spectacular goaltending. Yes. Okay. Um, Koskinen is not getting tired because um, he's playing two games, resting, resting two games. Smith, same boat. He's thirty-seven years old. Uh, we continue with this throughout our, our year as long as everybody stays healthy. Our goaltending is going to stay pretty top-notch, I would say. But we've run into a problem here now, and the problem is is that we're losing, and we're not getting any support from any uh, depth scoring from our bottom six. This is our problem, right? True. And I think that what has created this problem, and we have known that it was going to happen, is we're leaning too much on McDavid and Dreisaitl. 26 minutes a game, 24 minutes a game. If we cut them back to 20 to 22 minutes per game and give our bottom six more opportunity, more ice time, Uh, we might see more depth scoring and we might see our big horses getting less fatigued, balancing things out where, you know what, we might not go on a seven-game winning streak, but if we go 500 the rest of the season, we're pretty much in the playoffs.
0: Uh, well, if they go 500 the rest of the season, they'll have 87 points, which I will work, probably work well. not be in the playoffs, Phil. But I understand what you're saying. I don't have a lot of time here, Phil, because I still got Ryan King coming up. I will say this. If, if they fall behind, that's when the ice time is going to go up. So they got to do something earlier in games and have a lead. And then they won't have to go to the whip with those guys as much because that's what happened last year with Hitch, which McClellan and the games they've lost this year. When they're behind, they use those guys more. So yeah, worth mentioning. Point, Thank you, Phil. Okay. Okay. We all. I'll, I know if you call all the time, Phil. Sorry, I don't have a lot of time for that for calls tonight. Uh, this portion of the show. Exp- is brought to you by Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family Difference, your furnace replacement specialist with over 500 five star Google reviews. Call 7804 Family or visit furnacefamily.com. All right, and finally, time for King's Court with Ryan King, courtesy Dynasty Builders, designing the custom home of your dreams, available now exclusively in Landrex communities. And then it's the Coaches Show at 7.30.
1: for another episode of King's Court on 630 Chet. I'm your host, Ryan King, and today we're bringing on two of my friends that we went up to the Northern Tour. We were uh, here with Andrew Jones and Godfrey Onyeka. Uh, let's start with Andrew Jones. Andrew, give us a quick briefing of uh, how the trip came uh, apart and uh, our time there.
3: You know, it was a really great trip. We had a lot of fun up there. It was a, a great learning experience for all of us, too. Uh, we got to see a few schools. We got to go and see some of the Arctic games that they play. It was uh, it was eye-opening for sure.
1: And Godfrey uh, uh, first time being uh, that far up north uh, just give us a quick little brief of uh, your time uh, up there it was my
6: first time being anywhere that cool and that remote and that just different from everything else I was or I've ever been at and it was I don't know it's just a really cool experience to see how different people live and how they live off the land and how like community is so big to them so that was pretty cool
1: yeah and I, and I, I always noticed when we were down there that um, you know the whole community comes together no matter what and that's a really cool thing and uh, to see in today's society how uh, we struggle here in our culture Sometimes, what are some of the other things that you noticed uh, being in the schools with the kids and and uh, doing those presentations? How much impact did you have uh, to these kids? The thing I noticed is actually they might have had
6: an impact, a bigger impact on me than I had on them because they were just so grateful for everything they had and everything. Like they were so happy to have us there, and it was cool to know you were making an impact in someone's life just by being there. And then bringing stuff to them was like it was like the best thing in the world to them, and it made me appreciate what I have a little bit more. So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I noticed after when we were in tukti uh we gave out all the footballs and we were driving down the street after, and I thought there were birds flying all over, and it was footballs flying yeah. all over the community. How cool is that for you to see uh, how quickly of an impact you can have on a kid? It was pretty – it was very cool. To just see – like
6: in, pre- pretty much introduce them to football like 20 minutes earlier and then see them all walking home in the cold, cold weather and still just playing and having fun with the footballs we just gave them. That was, that was pretty cool.
1: Uh, Andrew Jones, uh, how much time did it go into uh, – uh, putting this this trip together. We had a, a ton of stuff um, that we did when we were down there. Give us a, a little briefing of
3: the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes into putting together a northern tour like this. Oh, there's quite a bit to go along with. And Alan Watt obviously did quite a bit, and he's been working on this for a long time. And then with me starting here lately, just been able to work with him side-by-side side and working with the IRC and Alyssa from up there. And so she had to go back and forth between the schools to, to set things up and then getting flights booked and then getting restaurants that we could go to. Like, it was uh, even just having the restaurant that we could go to the airport restaurant stayed open for us when we got up there because it was yeah. Thanksgiving holiday and they stayed open so that we could have something to eat when we got there. One of the major things, you know, is like the hospitality up there. So it was it takes it takes quite a bit of work at having things booked and and the the way that it ran so smoothly was a testament to you guys and also a testament to all the people that put in work before we got up there to make sure that everything ran smoothly. Absolutely. And do you want to just
1: give us a quick briefing of exactly where we went? Um, you had to leave uh, a day early before we went up to Tjak tuk to but uh, just give us a little uh, briefing. Uh, we flew. Who we flew down with and
3: uh, where we landed and, and where we went. So we arrived for a quick stopover in Yellowknife, uh, a quick uh, like ten minute, twenty minute layover, and then from there we flew into Inuvik and up in the Northwest territory So which is as far north as I've, I've ever been, and I think for a lot of us that was. And they, they, they definitely the IRC was uh, was who we worked with to get to get up there, and they took care of all of us while we were up there.
1: And uh, Godfrey, you know you've never been this far north as you said. Right. How are the weather conditions uh, for you to deal with? It Honestly, it
6: wasn't as bad as they told me it was going to be. Like, I was talking to a bunch of locals there, and they told me that usually in October, it's a lot. There's a lot more snow. It's a lot colder. But it's definitely a lot colder than it is here or in Ontario. So it was different. It was cool.
1: Uh, What about the food? We got to try some unique food. Uh, Tell us about that. That was sick. Uh, We got to try, what was it?
6: Uh, Muktuk, muktuk, which is whale blubber. That was pretty cool. We had caribou soup, caribou burgers, uh, actual whale meat. It was, it was cool. It was cool. I felt a lot healthier coming back here. in my going to lie? <laughs> I
1: did as well, too. I was a little hungry uh, coming back, but uh, that was a really cool experience. You're always one that's seen hanging out with the kids after practices, after football games. Why, why does giving back to the community and giving back to kids mean so much to you? Because I was a kid once, and I kind of realized that I've always had
6: heroes growing up, and I realized that, part of idolizing someone and trying to be like someone has made me a better person so even if I could make one person possibly a better person through that then why not?
1: Yeah and that's uh, something that we've noticed since you came here two years ago Godfrey you've done a phenomenal job of being as engaged as you can in the community now Andrew Jones obviously there's lots of guys that you could bring on these kind of trips uh, you know why did you pick Godfrey and myself to go give
3: back in the northern communities? Uh, just like you said like there we do have a lot of guys on the team that is, who are great in the community but I knew that I wanted to have a Guys, one the experience that you bring to the table, uh, it's it's very good. You're so you're so good with people. You're able to kind of connect with people on all different levels, and it shows when you're doing talks. So that's important for me. And then with Godfrey, he's one of the guys who, in the community this year, has been doing a lot. And I think that he can learn a lot from you going up there and learn have have this kind of learning experience. Is not something that we always get all the time. And with all of the different issues that they're dealing with up there, like the fact that like there's just even with the suicide rates are higher down there. Going down there and talking about being active and showing them how to Be more healthy and giving them things that they can do outside of just kind of sitting around. And it it, it was important to have guys up there who live that life and not just up there who are just going to go up there and talk because kids see through that kind of thing if you're not being genuine. So, like I brought two genuine guys up there who did a great job.
1: Yeah, I think that's a big thing I noticed when I was up there is that it wasn't about uh, just coming up here for one stop and then never coming back. Uh, The Eskimos have already been up there once before. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is our second time. Do we have plans to go back there? Does the organization want to continue giving
3: the support up uh, in the Northwest Territories? It definitely is. Uh, we do want to have keep the connection up there, which is the other reason why we had. We're going to bring a few of the pe- people from, we're going to bring two youth from Inuvik and a youth from Tuk to come down to, and be a guest at, our, at the game coming up this week. And they're going to stay up in the president suite. They're going to get a tour of the stadium. So we want to show them that we're here to be to help them. We're here to show them that we, we want to help and we want to be around.
1: Yeah, that's definitely something I realized down there. They, they love the support. They loved having us uh, come down there and hang out in their community. And um, what the one thing they always asked was just to stay connected and uh, to keep giving back to the kids up there. Both of you guys, I really appreciate the work you guys do. And uh, that is another episode of King's Court on 630 Chad, Stay tuned for next week for another episode. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by CAM LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962.